What if you really can have it all? No, really. What if everything you think you desire is only a starting point for the life you are truly capable of creating? On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, we will explore topics from magic to practical step-by-step -step processes and everything in between. There's no place we won't go, nothing too ridiculous or weird, in the quest to live life as grand as possible. Hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer are the embodiment of Opposites Attract. Collectively, they're the summation of Megan's big vision coupled with Suzanne's knack of her details. Partnered in love and in business for the last five years, they're taking co-creation to a whole new level. Join Megan and Suzanne for Love, Life, and All Things Weird, where we will talk about living a life that's inspired, overflowing, and completely awesome. You are the woman that I've always dreamed of. And I knew it from the start. I saw your face, and that's the last I've seen of my wallet and my heart. Wow. Fernando. Fernando mm -hmm. has joined us. It is um, our anniversary, and you know he wants to adore you. I know. It's true. Mm -hmm. I love Fernando. Mm -hmm. Yes, he wants, to express, he wants to express his undying love for you. And for all of those of you who don't know what the hell is going on, um, that's Megan. I'm Suzanne. We have this talk show called Love, Life, and All Things Weird. And um, Fernando is um, my Latin lover. <laughs> and I love it when Fernando shows up. He doesn't show up very often. He came about, when? how long ago did he come about? He, uh, he came think. about in the first couple months of our relationship. Uh-huh, yeah. We were in line at a, at uh, the coffee place, and all of a sudden he just popped in because I, I was having this overwhelming love and desire and attraction, and it was almost obsessive. And mm -hmm. so I turned it into a character that I named Fernando. He's a Latin lover, and he's basically been looking for Suzanne his whole life. His whole life. His whole and, life. And all he wants to do is spend money on her. And when he disappears, it's to refill the coffers because, yeah. like, he just wants to buy her stuff. I love and, it. So you can imagine uh, why Suzanne might like that <laughs> character. Can we tell this funny story about what happened sure. with your family? Sure, yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, so as some of you know, I um, my background, I have eight brothers and sisters, and seven of them are super, super Mormon. And so I have always been kind of the black sheep, and that's a long story for another time. I just keep surprising them. Um, and so, you know, Megan was quite a surprise to them. And um, <laughs> Hello. Yes, like six, seven years ago when I um, kind of came out and said, hey, by the way, I'm in love with the girl. Um, but, you know, as I've kind of moved into being a psychic and a coach and all this kind of stuff, they just keep kind of their eyebrows keep getting raised because they're just like, well, what is Suzanne going to do now? Um, and so, well, you know, I'm involved in a cult. That's always good. I know, right? So, you know, now we were, we're involved in access consciousness, which some of my family thinks is a cult. And, um, and so, you know, we've been doing this radio show, and I really don't invite my family because it's pretty, you know, out there. We, like, 
um, speak Greek and, um, you know, I have very, we have very alternative ideas. And so, but we got a new assistant and um, my new assistant invited everybody on my Facebook list um, to one of our radio shows. And so she invited my whole family and it ended up being the relation or the relationship show of how open is your relationship. <laughs> so, so now my whole family thinks that I'm not I'm not only part of a cult, but now it's like some kind of swinger open sexual cult or something. <laughs> but I can assure all of you family members who listen to my show secretly and never tell me that um <laughs> that, that I am not part of a cult and not part of a sex cult. Um, although I do feel like openness um, in your energy is always good, and that's kind of what we were talking about. So maybe you should listen to the whole show of how open is your relationship, right? But, that, but that's not the end of the story. So we're at – Oh, shoot. We're, really? We're going to tell that part of it? Yes. Oh, so shoot. funny. Okay, so, so yeah, so we're at a family party, my family party. My I have two brothers and a sister, and they're spouses. And um, we're and all of a sudden, you know, we start talking about Fernando. So this is kind of coming full circle. Um, and so I'm telling uh, my sister Lori and my sister-in-law Julie and um, about Fernando. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I just love him. He's my Latin lover. And my other brother James um, and his wife Brooke are just sitting there listening um, really quietly. And then all of a sudden, my um, my sister-in-law. Um, Brooke says, okay, so um, Suzanne, does like Fernando live with you guys then? (laughs) (laughs) She actually thought that Fernando was real and that we had, you know, moved (laughs) him in, that he was my Latin lover and that he was lavishing me with gifts. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You should have seen the relief in their faces and in their body posture and the big breath they took. Because the other people at the table have listened to the show a little bit, and they know who yes. Fernando is and yes. all of that, so they were kind of in on it. But yeah. this other this other couple were just like looking at us, and it was like <laughs> it was so awesome. I'd never thought about people misinterpreting that and thinking it was another person, but I guess yeah. they could, you know, yeah. like if you if you're not around people that do characters and things like that. So totally. I mean, yeah, I was who talking knows about him as if he was another person. So, um, you know, I call him him. Fernando has a whole personality. We have a whole different relationship than Megan and I. (laughs) (laughs) So welcome to Love Life and All Things Weird. I mean, that is why we talk about weird, because, you know, we we live very weird lives, especially according to my family. (laughs) (laughs) According to about 98% of people on the planet, yes, we do. Yeah. So, but I'm excited about today's topic because we are celebrating our six-year anniversary today, actually. Mm-hmm. Six years ago, we, um, well, I, we fell in love before that, but six years ago, we started expressing our love. Express- <laughs> we started expressing ourselves. <laughs> and um, and our topic today, is, I think, is um, we were giggling with the host or with the producers before the show because um, this topic is something that we feel really, really confident in talking about since um, 
we have been living it for six years. Um, because we are totally opposite. I started writing down all the ways in which we were opposite this morning. Um, I think I have a list of like 30 already, and we haven't even started. I haven't even really gotten into it. So um, with oppositeness um, comes some challenges um, because we're we're like almost organically not on the same page with almost everything. <laughs> Um, you know, so we're, and it's really down to like the smallest things, right? Like, um, you know, Megan is a night person. I'm a morning person. Megan loves to be social. She loves lots of people in crowds. She gets energized, energized by crowds. I love one-on-one. I get depleted by crowds. Um, Megan is totally in the moment. I'm way more long-term in my approach to life. She's way more in the present. I'm super direct and pushy. Um, and she's very indirect and kind of can be a little bit of a pushover sometimes, although she's working on it. <laughs> in, a, in the cutest, most adorable way. And, uh, you know, like Megan is all about ideas and possibility and I'm all about follow through and <clears throat> reality and getting things done and She's super playful and I'm really focused and thoughtful and I'm super strategic and she's and very and I'm very detail oriented and she's much more big vision. I mean, we could just go on and on and on and on. And so as you can imagine, if we live our lives together, we live together, we have a business together, it brings up a whole bunch of um differences and gaps of how we actually want to create and how we want to live our lives. And that can be from like what we want to do on the weekend, like some social thing that we want to do on the weekend. It's it's about, you know, making big decisions and small, you know, like um, buying our house was an interesting endeavor. Decorating our house was an interesting endeavor. <laughs> right? So, um, you know, like every day we come up against this, these differences, this gap, you know, every night when we go to bed and I'm like, you know, want to go to bed at like 1030 and she's like, party, party, let's party. She's just waking up right in the morning when I'm like, you know, jostling her awake and like peppering her with ideas about our business and she can't even see straight, right? So um, I hope that you guys are getting the vision of our everyday (laughs) wonderfulness about how opposite we are and about how we come up, um, you know, and almost, and there's a lot of times where we really butt heads about our differences. And there's been many, many times where I have wanted her to change and where she has wanted me to change. And where the, where I thought that the very best thing would be if she could just get, wrap her head around that my way was right and it was the better way. <laughs> And so, given that one of our differences is that I'm a rebel and she's a good girl, um, that didn't work that good. No, no, mm-hmm. not at all. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so this idea of and is is very relevant to our lives on a daily basis. And we thought it would be a really awesome topic um, to teach and to share our experience 
um, you know, of the last six years. And I would say that we're getting better and better and better at really being in allowance of each other's differences. One of the things, yes, I totally think that we continue to create more space in our relationship for us to be us. And to really actually, the the thing about the differences, you guys, like when you first get attracted to somebody, it's generally the difference that they are, that they're being, that you fall in love with, that you find so sparkly and shiny and all of that. And it's so funny because within the, after the honeymoon phase is over, the first thing you do is try to change that shit. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like you I was just pointing out to Suzanne. It's like you basically fell for me in a group of a massive community and a group of people that mm-hmm. I thrived in because I love being around people. Mm-hmm. Right. And then silly you, you wanted to take me off to the side and have me be all to yourself, which was <laughs> not ever going to work. Right. And like mm-hmm. for me, like I loved your fiery energy. I loved your like, get it done. Like, take mm-hmm. charge. And then, like, you know, after the honeymoon, I'm like, quit controlling me. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally. so funny how we yeah. do that, right? But it's like the thing you fell in love with was actually the difference. And that difference has a contribution for us. Whatever that difference is in our partner, it has something to contribute to us. But we're taught and we're trained from the time we're freaking in the womb. The relationship is about compromise. And damn it all to hell, the the um, therapist movement has got on board with this word called mm-hmm. compromise. Mm-hmm. Relationships are about compromise. They're about hard work. Do you know what compromise means? It means to settle and it means to bind. There's yes. two definitions for the word compromise. Oh, and it also means to put oneself in danger. To put one's, to compromise oneself is to put oneself in danger. So when you compromise in your relationship, your danger will Rogers, danger will Rogers, because what you're really doing is you're cutting some part of you off. You're mm-hmm. cutting off an aspect of you. And actually, at the end of the day, compromise is purely a lack of imagination. Mm-hmm. Totally. I saw, babes. It's like that's a quotable. That's a quotable. It's a tweetable. <laughs> Compromise is simply a lack of imagination. Yeah. And the thing about it is, is that when you're willing to see the difference, to appreciate the difference, to expand and and allow the difference, what you do is you actually create more space in the relationship. When you try to make someone be like you need them to be so you can feel safe inside, what you do is actually you constrict the container of your relationship. You Mm -hmm. throttle it, basically. So when you don't choose to be all of you and allow them to be all of them, you actually rob you and the relationship a chance of expansion because if you're willing to say what you desire – and who you be, and you're willing to allow your partner to say what they desire and who they be, and you actually are willing to make enough space for both of those ideas to exist, what happens is you create freedom and you create spaciousness in your relationship where there's room 
for each of you to be fully who you are. And when you compromise, you rob the relationship of that potential. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And that's so, my soapbox. Yes, yeah, so we really are not about settling. We are not about compromising. Um, we totally believe and we've lived this. No, our differences have been not only our greatest strengths, but also the absolute expansion of our relationship. And it's amazing what we can create together when we do find that and, when we actually appreciate our differences, when we actually get curious about, you know, with Megan, like absolutely, she's so playful and so social And I cannot tell you what a contribution that is to me in my life. Not only is she such an example of that, but she also like drags me into it, sometimes kicking and screaming. (laughs) And I really love it. I mean, it's like it's a piece of me that I don't allow out that's like really challenging to allow out for some reason. And so she gives me massive permission and absolutely loves, um, you know, loves kind of pushing me into that um, in a really, she's not much of a pusher. She's much more gentle in her push than I am. But I like, but I secretly want that. I secretly want to have a lot more friends. I secretly want to be more social, you know, definitely not as much as her, but if she wasn't around, I'd probably be a little bit of a hermit and sad and lonely. <laughs> I I think what I do is I kind of seduce you into coming to the party and playing with the people. Like I don't push you, I kind of seduce you. I'm like, oh, it would be so fun. Uh-huh. And like <laughs> yeah. it's like um you almost kind of like don't even realize a lot of times. I think yeah. you're like, Yeah, yeah, yeah and then you get there and you're like, Why did I Hold agree on. to this again? <laughs> Totally. That just happened in Vegas. She's like, let's go to Vegas for my birthday. And I was like, cool, it'll be warm there. It'll be awesome. And then I forget, you know, that I seriously, like the crowds in Vegas and the energy in Vegas is so crazy. I'm like, holy crap, how did I find myself here? Right? I mean, it's nuts. But um, it is also like very much um, out of my comfort zone. And it, it, keeps me on my edge and similarly right like Megan loves the the structure in me she loves the the follow-through in me she loves we were talking about it earlier and I was like you chose me because you knew I would be great scaffolding for you and your life and your business and what did you say babe I said well (laughs) I I'm not sure I wanted scaffolding as much as I wanted to get some of these ideas off the ground. And you said, which requires scaffolding. (laughs) I still kind of resist some of those little structure things. Well, because if you're going to build a a 10-story building, then it requires scaffolding. You can do one story, right? You can Uh do one story without scaffolding. Uh But... Um, if you want like 10 or 20 or 100, you know, floors of amazingness, then scaffolding is awesome, right? So it it, it really like that, even in our, um, even in this moment, right, you can feel Megan's like um, resistance to that, right? Like where there's something that I'm offering in our relationship 
that pushes her to her edge. It pushes her into the uncomfortable. And it really, like, that's the beauty, I think, in the end, is, like, there is so much that I can learn. There is so much that can open up in me if I allow um, her difference to teach me, if I get curious about, you know, what there is in this for me. So um, let's talk more about that after we go on break. Um, you're listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird, and we'll be back for more celebration of our sixth year anniversary. Most people live in the land of either or. It's a scary and meager place where one can have either a happy relationship or a successful career, where we can have either lots of time and no money or lots of money and no time to spend it. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan Silito and Suzanne Stopper bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to claim your most ridiculous life. Together, they are the embodiment of opposites attract, and the result is true synergistic power. Finding yourself roadside in either or? Megan and Suzanne are here to reintroduce you to one very powerful three-letter word. And. Simple? Yes. Effective? Absolutely. Welcome to the land of and. Listen to Love, Life, and All Things Weird every Wednesday at 12 p.m. noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also send questions or comments by sending an email to Suzanne P. Stoffer at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to Love Life and All Things Weird. We're having a little party over here, a little celebration. 
Yeah, you feel we it? are. You feel it? Yeah. You know what's really cool? <laughs> what? Um, Jennifer, Gypsy Jen, just created a meme of my uh, quote that I did, and she just threw it on Facebook, compromises lack of imagination. And it's already on Facebook. She did the thing you do. Which is, I say something, and then she made it into a real thing in the world. <laughs> That's so awesome. I love it. That's awesome. Perfect. See, look at those action takers. Sexy. Mm -hmm. so sexy. <laughs> love it. Sexy. <laughs> so, um, so I want to get into the details because, you know, I'm a detail person. And I know your big vision, but did we set out the big vision enough for you, love? What do you mean? The big vision of our call today. Did we set it out enough? Did we set it up enough? Do you feel good about do our big her? picture? Do I feel Yes, in fact, um, I wanted to say one of my clearings to kind of help. I wanted to start kind of uh, going, well, I guess going into some details. Um <laughs> <laughs> How the hell did that happen? Um, to help people undo their programming around compromise, because it's such—it's something that we're so embodied. And in fact, at the beginning of our relationship, we tried to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it didn't work. It didn't. It, it, it didn't, didn't work. I can't. <laughs> I can't do it. Can't do it. And we almost killed each other <laughs> because we couldn't do it. Yes, because you guys just even feel what the word compromise comes up. Does the word compromise feel light or heavy? <laughs> well, that breaks it down. <laughs> it feels heavy. So when you say, let's find the end, I mean, I love the word end. Oh, can I tell you how much in love I am with the word end? I have been in love with the word and for like 10 years because it's only three letters, but it is so fucking powerful. Like it is incredibly powerful. So yeah, I love, and that's why we're love life and all things weird. We have an and in our title. We have an and in our copy. I love and. I love, mm -hmm. I love it. It's so amazing. It changes everything. Like we have been organized in our brain to be either or. But it does not have to be that way, people. So, darling, I've set you up for this amazing clearing. She's been on fire this morning with clearings. Let's hear them. <laughs> well, I'd like to set this up a little bit. Um, oh, I thought I did. You really did. But I have another thing to say about it. Which is this? <laughs> okay, darling. I'm Are listening. you an infinite being? Yes. Cool. Would an infinite being ever need to compromise? And would they ever choose that? Mm -mm. No. Why wouldn't they choose it? Because there's no need to constrict. Yes. yes. Because an infinite being lives in the world of infinite possibilities. Mm -hmm. And they're ever expanding. They would not choose an infinite being, which we all are, would choose to constrict for what reason? Mm -hmm. Everything that is, time's gunsling, can we uncreate and destroy it? Mm-hmm. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyonds. Are you wait, Are you ready for this, guys? Here is this, the clearing of the day. What have you made so vital about twisting yourself into another's reality that you would strangle you and create no space for you and your relationship for all eternity? Mm -hmm. Everything that is, time's good to you. Can we all great, destroy it? Yes. 
Right, wrong, good, bad, pot of pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyonds. And if that sounded Japanese, this is a clearing statement from Access Consciousness. And um, basically it goes to the core of where we put these energetic patterns in place and undoes them. And if you'd like to learn more, you can go to theclearingstatement.com to understand what our Japanese meant. Mm-hmm. So let's do it again. We've got we're gagging a few people in the chat room. This means it's a good one. I want to say it again. Ha! What have you made so vital about twisting yourself into another's reality that you would strangle you and create no space for you or your relationship for all eternity? Mm-hmm. Everything that is, everything that brings up and lifts down, can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine, boys, shorts, and beyonds. And here's the next one. These these two are my favorite. What have you decided you cannot be, so you refuse to be it, so you can blame your partner for not letting you be it, so you never have to be the greatness you truly be, and no one will ever have that either, including your partner for all eternity. Everything that is, times because of you. Can we uncreate destroy that, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyonds. Okay, I'm going to say it one more time, and then I want to explain this and how we do it almost every freaking day. When this came through, I was like, oh, my God, I do this every day. I think I'm going to have to put this on a loop. <laughs> Here we go. What have you decided you cannot be? So you refuse to be it. So you can blame your partner for not letting you be it. So you never have to be this greatness. So no one will ever have that. Not you, not your partner, not anybody, ever. Everything that is, can we bring something less down? Can we uncreate and destroy it? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyond. So this is something, I had this epiphany this morning, you guys. (laughs) It's like, so my big thing in relationship and in life is about freedom. Right? It's like, I want to be free. I want to be me. And, of course, I pick people that are self-admittedly quite controlling in nature to be with. Mm-hmm. Uh, hello. So like, and then I do this whole thing, which is like, um, like I get mad at my partner, you for like controlling me and not letting me be free mm-hmm. because I haven't chosen to be free, but mm-hmm. it's easier to blame you for not letting me be free rather than for me to choose free. Mm-hmm. And so I've decided I can't be free, so I refuse to be it, so I can blame you, so I never have to be all of me, so I never have to be the greatness of me. And mm-hmm. it's so much easier to blame you rather than be me, because being us is kind of scary in this mm-hmm. reality, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, where are all the places that you're actually feeling that someone else is constricting you or inhibiting you from being something that you are, but that you're actually refusing to be it. And mm-hmm. so it's very, very convenient that it's um, it, it it's something that they don't want you to be either. Well, and it's really interesting because, you know, like um, early in our relationship, I had a lot of like, um, like kind of a lot of control and, and tried to ex- exert a lot of control um and i'm and i'm letting go more and more and more of that and it's really interesting because there's these places where traditionally the old me would have um control stuff with you or i wouldn't want you to do something or whatever um but now it's just kind of like 
well, if you want to do that, cool. And it's totally true for me to just like allow her that freedom or whatever, or, like be an allowance of her choice. And she doesn't believe me. Like she's just just like, no, you'll be mad. And I'll be like, no, really, I'm totally okay. Really? Yeah. I'm absolutely 100% okay with this. Like, you know, and even if I wasn't, you can still choose it and I would just get over my bad self, right? So it's super cute because it's like even now, like it's kind of like the elephants that, you know, their whole lives they have this tether and then you take the tether off and you just put like this tiny little string and they don't they don't even move. Even though they're how many pounds, they could just, you know, completely like break that little rope that's keeping them. But they're so used to I don't have a choice. They're so used to I don't have freedom. They're so so used to not choosing it that even when they have it, they won't recognize it and they won't actually choose it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is really interesting. Um, uh, Gypsy Jen shared in the chat room that she uh, became aware that she blamed her body for her limitation, not mm. her partner, but still a damn lie, right? And it's like, yeah, like what else are we blaming? Who are we blaming? Are you blaming your body for not being able to be free? Are you blaming your partner? Are you blaming, or for whatever it is that you feel like you can't be? Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting because it's like I a lot of times with Megan, the difference is I'm actually fighting for my own limitations. Right. So it's like she's she's opening a door for me in a, like being on my edge and opening me up to a new part of me. And I'm fighting for my limitation. Um, and so that's a way that I keep myself constricted and restricted, you know, and in an old story of myself. Like, you know, this morning I was saying, well, I'm like a lot more serious and you're a lot more playful. And she was like, hold on, like, you're actually not serious. That's the persona. Um, And I was like, huh, cool. Yeah, that's really true. So it's like, you know, her difference and her willingness to be the difference opens me up to, you know, what is that in me too, right? And is there really that big of a difference? really? Or is that just our conclusions about our old stories about ourselves? Well, that, do you remember that um, training? It was ESB training with Dane in Florida last year where we were up at the mic and we were playing with Dane and asking questions and like, and he's the, one of the first things he said to you, but he says, he said like, yeah, but you can't be as fun and playful as her. Like Uh he was goading you like from the very beginning because you were holding yourself as something Mm-hmm. That was actually a limited version of you. Mm-hmm. And like, as like I said to you this morning, I said, I think that you're more introspective and thoughtful sometimes, but I don't think that equates to serious. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like really like looking at, I think that sometimes the the difference that we're, we're seeing in our partner is actually some part of us asking to come forward, asking Mm -hmm. to be contributed to. So what difference is your enjoyable other? What difference is your enjoyable other that is trying to be a contribution to you that you're refusing and making them wrong for? Mm -hmm. Everything that is times, or making you wrong for, (laughs) everything that is times again, so you can we uncreate and destroy it. Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyonds. Yeah, I mean, there's really... In any difference, in any kind of opposite, 
there is something to appreciate about that. There's something to learn about that. There's something to open up in you about that. Like if there was, you know, we have lots of differences that we never, ever fight about, that we never, ever come in conflict around. We never, ever do. So why is that? You know, it's not just, it's not that there's a difference or an opposite and that automatically means, you know, conflict. It means that we're stuck in our difference. We're stuck in constriction. We're stuck in some place. And so the other person is rubbing up against us in that way and asking us to expand, asking us to open up. So, you know, when you are faced in your relationships with these differences and you're going into defense or you're going or you're getting triggered, the first thing is to get into some curiosity about what could this difference teach me? What are three things that I could appreciate about this difference? You know, like how does this difference actually contribute to me? So those are some questions to ask yourself when you're feeling triggered or when you're feeling critical of your person and the differences that they be. You know, like um, some, you, you know, like I hear a lot, like especially conscious women who talk about their unconscious men. Well, what what difference does that, what is that difference and and what is it wanting to contribute to you? And, um, and, I think a couple of weeks ago there was an awareness of a oh, wow, like he gets to be a stable kind of rock for me and I get to be all over the place and then I get to have him as a home base. So him not being so changeable is actually such a contribution, you know, to her. So, you know, again, thinking about it not from the perspective of this difference is a problem, but how can this difference really open me up and um, open us up into more expansion, more wholeness, more awareness, um, more joy. You know, like we have with with both Megan and I, we we really pretty much cover all bases in so many ways. Like we are such an awesome pair together because we are so different. So we like cover the whole spectrum, both from a coaching perspective, like when we coach and teach together, but also in our experiences, like our lives are really very, they're very varied, very variable because we're so different. There's so much fun and change and joy in that. Mm -hmm. Well, and I would also say that like, like if we were both big dreamers, let's say, Right. And there wasn't like strategy or details or follow through. Like, I mean, we would be we'd maybe be happy, but we'd probably be in a box, you know, like <laughs> this is out of a house, you know, like the, that that difference actually expands both of us. And mm -hmm. it's like it's interesting because a lot of the things that I react to is like when I'm. I'm having my big idea and you're like, well, how are you going to do that? Well, how and I see that oftentimes as you kind of challenging that, that free space of possibility or whatever, but it brings me up against like that place of taking, cause my ideas are such a part of my beingness. And my fear is about actualizing these things that I think of or these ideas into this physical world and the fear of being rejected, right? Mm -hmm. And so part of what I react to when she's like, okay, 
all right, let's put this out. Okay, like, hey, you were supposed to get that newsletter done today. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> don't be such a killjoy. You know, it's like really what I'm coming up against is that fear of being exposed, that fear of being rejected. And that's actually why I'm fighting because the truth is, is like when you're pumping it out, like when you're getting all this stuff done, it is so freaking sexy, right? I love it. But as soon as it starts coming my way, I'm like, ah, <laughs> because it's just, it's challenging me to be more of me. And how is it that your partner's difference is challenging you to be more of you mm-hmm. than you've been refusing to see it and calling it a wrongness, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And it's like, so one of the big tools in access is what's right about this I'm not getting, what's right about me I'm not getting. And we can extend that to relationship going, oh, what's right about this thing that I say I hate that I'm not getting, mm-hmm. right? And the thing is, is that there's something I got when I was training with Gay and Katie Hendricks in their relationship work. And, and it was the thing you complaining about the most in relationship you're actually requiring. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to leave you with that to think about <laughs> when we go to break. The thing you complain about the most is the thing you're requiring. <laughs> Sit on that for a minute. We'll see you soon. Most people live in the land of either or. It's a scary and meager place where one can have either a happy relationship or a successful career. Where we can have either lots of time and no money or lots of money and no time to spend it. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to claim your most ridiculous life. Together, they are the embodiment of opposites attract, and the result is true synergistic power. Finding yourself roadside in either or, Megan and Suzanne are here to reintroduce you to one very powerful three-letter word. And. Simple? Yes. Effective? Absolutely. Welcome to the land of and. Listen to Love, Life, and All Things Weird every Wednesday at 12 p.m. noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? 
let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also send questions or comments by sending an email to suzannepstoffer at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Love, Life, and All Things Weird with your crazy zany host, Megan and Suzanne. And I left you with a little tidbit at the break. And I came up with a clearing process for that. What behavior are you requiring that you are denying that if you would receive and allow it would expand your life and living beyond what you have never imagined? Everything that brings someone less down, can we uncreate and destroy it, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine, boys, shorts, and beyond. So a lot of people, when I'm, when I'm uh, facilitating couples, and I introduce this idea that they're at, the thing they're complaining about about each other is the thing that they're requiring. Um, you, you might imagine that it's not always received with fanfare. And um, <laughs> well, I love it when you remind me of that yourself. Uh, do you love that, sweetie? Yeah, I especially love it when we're in conflict. When you remind me of such things. <laughs> Yeah, the timing of that is extraordinary, right? To remind yeah. you in conflict, to be yeah. like, you know, a, the the coach shows up in conflict. That always makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Um, love it. Love it. Um, the thing is, is that I've never seen one instance where where the behavior that was being complained about wasn't something that that person was either consciously or unconsciously requiring. Mm-hmm. And what do I mean by that? Some, it's not like you wake. It's not like you wake up. Like for me, anger's been a very difficult thing. And you're like on the one hand, your fiery nature is like such a turn on to me. But when that turns on me, I'm like ah, <laughs> run away, run away. And it's like the thing is, is I fought against and tried to deny anger my whole life because growing up, it was connected to violence. And what I realized there was a point, and this was a big shift for me in turning our conflict cycle around, was realizing that I was actually requiring you to be angry because I had denied mine so deeply, so fully. Like I had just, I let, I, I mean, you, you lovingly talk about me being a pushover. Like you should see me before. Like, <laughs> like, I I let people walk all over me because I would not get a spine. I would not claim my anger. And it's like until I was willing to own that anger, that intensity, that and and to some degree that actually was a potency that I was also denying, um, that you were gonna be expressing it for both of us. And in that way, I was unconsciously requiring that anger because I felt safe enough with you to mm-hmm. actually get angry back, to actually mm-hmm. bring it up and let myself be angry too. And it's not like I woke up and went, oh, I sure hope Suzanne's angry today, right? It was really like something, and that's what I mean by you're requiring it, you just don't necessarily know you're requiring it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and and what I want to say about this is um, for us, the 
inherent in the conflict cycle was also this old idea that we that we weren't each other's allies that mm-hmm. we were actually cuz we both grew up where our home base was like warfare where our home base was like enemy territory like there was a lot of conflict and fighting and abuse and all kinds of stuff so we grow up and then we find relationship with somebody and our blueprint is that home base is enemy territory so anytime we had differences and we came and we butted heads we were we were basically saying that each other was the enemy that we weren't actually each other's allies and that this difference between us, this oppositeness between us was proof that we were enemies and that we had to fight against each other, that there was going to be an either or. Anytime there's an either or, right, there's a winner and there's a loser and there's a fight. And so, you know, that was also kind of inherent in what we were requiring with each other is we were actually requiring that we be each other's enemies. Yeah. So no wonder we were so angry and so, con- you know, had so much conflict um, and created so much of that between us and so much uh, either or um, because we had this underlying commitment not to that we were allies, but that we were enemies. Mm-hmm. So everything that that brings up and lets down for everybody, can we uncreate and destroy that? Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pun and pock, all nine, shirt, boys and beyond. And one of the one of the tools that I teach couples and that I practice myself is when I notice that I'm going to the enemy place and I realize that my unconscious commitment to see the world or that person as my enemy, enemy <laughs> is mm-hmm. actually greater than my commitment to see the universe as friendly, which it is. It actually got proved. It was the only thing Einstein ever cared that he proved was that the universe was friendly. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so what, one of the things that I do is I literally, and we do this together sometimes, like we pause sometimes when we're in an upset and go, I commit to see you as my ally. And it's mm-hmm. amazing just saying that, how mm-hmm. it changes the lens. Even if that lens is only shifted two to 3%, it changes the lens and it allows us to see a different possibility because we know and you guys got to know if you see your partner as an enemy you're like you're four years old back at your house like Mm -hmm. that's not that's not I mean yes I mean if you're in a physically abusive relationship or whatever and you're not safe in that relationship you absolutely you need to get help and and get you know probably professional assistance but ultimately if you do not learn to change your story that they is enemy, then you will keep creating an enemy-based environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Care in the in the chat room said, "Be each other's champions." That's another way to say that, right? Like, um, really being the ally, the champion, the the support, the lover. You know the. Mm-hmm. And, and opening up to that that space. Um, I wanted to say this clearing, um, what energy, space, and consciousness can we in our bodies be to create the and beyond our wildest dreams? And anything that doesn't allow for that, can we uncreate and destroy all that? Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shirts, boys and beyonds. The and is magical. Like when mm-hmm. we find that place, 
where, you know, even when we're kind of like a little bit eh, 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 with each other and then we open up into communication of what the and could be and there's this creative magic that comes through and there's this connection and there's this expansiveness and then there's this ability to be ourselves. Like it is a wonderful, amazing place to be, you know, which is so different than settling, so different um, than that energy of like, okay, fine, I'll give you this and then I'll expect that later, um, you know, whatever, right? It, that's, it's such a different energy and it's totally possible with um, curiosity and appreciation and communication um, with your partner. Hmm. I think that um, I just had another thing come through, hun. Um, a question that people can play with to kind of open the door for this energy. Um, one of the things, and, and I don't know how long it's been since I explained this on the show, but when we say energy, space, and consciousness, that is the building blocks of the universe. That is the prima materia of everything that is created on this planet is created through energy, space, and consciousness. So when you say what energy, space, and consciousness, you're calling forward the building box of creation. It's such a powerful question, a way to start a question, but this is something that came. What energy, space, and consciousness can I be to be the greatness of me I truly be in all places and in front of all faces? Mm, Cool. Yeah. So, like, that is, it's like, the thing is, is that... And everything that doesn't allow for that. Can we uncreate and destroy all that? Yes. <laughs> right, wrong, good and bad, bon and bon, all nine shorts, boys and Well, I, I, think it's, I think it's important sometimes to, to actually stay in the question mm-hmm. and not always go to clearing and actually um, to actually maybe, eat, like, say the question, do the clearing, and then come back to the question again. Sure. So that, that, yeah, so that you can be in that question, like, how can I really be all of me? Because mm-hmm. until you fundamentally make that choice, you're going to change yourself. You're going to compromise yourself and blame the other person. Mm-hmm. So it really is that choice to be you at the end of the day that provides that space to become and create the and. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys. Well, I wanted to, we have our last, today was our last show on relationship. Yep, it was, darling. So next week we have more in store for you. And join us next week for more fun. Bye, everybody. Thanks for celebrating with us. Thank you for listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. Megan and Suzanne will be back next Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific on AtoZen.fm. Be sure to tune in for more tips on how to live in the land of and and claim your marvelous, magical life.